0: part of BlindsidePods.com. Hi, this message is for Drunk Eric Curtis. This is Ryan James of the On Tap podcast. I couldn't help but notice since my latest call, MHB has turned into a high-tailing backstabber for a coattailing grab-grabber. And Joey Z has put the kibosh on his talent coming on your rabble-rousing show. Fuck you, Joey. <laughs> well, it seems as if life is once again imitating art. Since my latest PG 13 review was of Avengers Endgame. And I'm not sure if you saw it, but spoiler alert, the good guys are not done. Ta ta for now. Welcome to a superfan roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is
1: the Menafan Show. I could be overthinking this, but I'm getting tired of the, uh, the intro that I bought. I don't know what it is about the music. I don't know what it is about the guy. But I don't know. I'm not feeling it lately. What's your thoughts? You don't enjoy the EDM rave dance music? Like I feel like I'm dropping Molly every time that I listen to it. <laughs> I'm only using it because I paid $25 to get it. And I think the voiceover guy's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I don't have it removed from the music. If, if Well, let's put the call out to all
2: the Menna fans out there. If you have a better opening theme music, and if you want to up uh, or outdo The uh, pork chop, the resident uh, (laughs) podcast extraordinaire, Mark
1: Moroso Jr., who called you a bitch, by the way, which I don't appreciate. He's a motherfucker is what he is. Does he understand that I'm about 240? I'm about 6'2". He's barking up the wrong tree. Look, here's the deal. I, I think he was dicking around with somebody was dicking around me earlier today saying you must have no job. Maybe it was him or maybe it was one of the it was him oh it was him Mm -hmm. dude i i lead i lead people i'm in management i'm at a big big company that i don't want to talk about that's right i make i make a shitload more money than you do and if i wanted to get into radio and do this i would kick your ass behind the board i know how to do this better than you i have more talent i have a better voice and yes I thought it was being a very nice thing to say, take away the belt, take away the shoelaces, because when this job goes to somebody else who's going to last maybe four days and then you'll go back in as the minimum wage replacement, you're going to be sad and you're going to be stuck on that loser show on AAF that has no signal and 27 assistant producers for the rest of your life. Thank me. I just I'm just gonna let that breathe for a minute because as I've learned from
2: the radio pros, you don't step on a good rant. That was that was beautiful. Thank Um, you. I think the thing is, is that at the end of the day, it is it's it's a bit you know, Moroso. The irony of it is that he thinks he thinks he's punching down, um, and really he's 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 punching up. And in in fact, it's it's kind of sad. Like like you're punching down, really, to Moroso. I'm actually disappointed in you. D E C you see? I'm actually with him.
1: I now rate Colin Letty higher than him. Who is who is like the head producer of that show that's escaping my mind?
2: I don't know. Does does, does Hillman, Hillman need
1: he does Hillman need like sixteen different producers? I mean, what a
2: diva! And I I, I, and you know what the, you know what's funny is that I hear I from, do it. I from, do. I from 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 people blame. on the inside. I hear he's kind of a dick, to be yeah. honest. So th- that's what that's what they say. So so listen, Hillman, get your house in order because I have people three talk to people
1: it. to record R Kelly. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard about this, but not only was R Kelly. Uh, urinating on women but he was uh doing all types of vile acts you know it's funny
2: is is that so today Kirk came out with his podcast, the Sporty R McKenzie Fiesta. Yo soy fiesta, uh, <laughs> and uh, and and as we learned today that that Sporty is clearly the vice president of the National Bedwetters Association. <laughs> Mark Moroso is chapter president of that. He's getting the he's he's coming close. The potty training is good. The teething still. Mm, he kind of he's a little trouble gumming the mic, and that's why he sucks his thumbs a little bit. But you know it, it's coming along. It's coming along. We're almost almost to the point where he doesn't have to use the little baby wipes anymore.
1: When the brown almost. stain spreads on the back of his pants, don't you find? that embarrassing.
2: Mm. Well, you know what the the eating of the dinkleberries has stopped. From what I understand, he just likes to break them apart. He does not eat them any longer. So, um, so that's good. He is making progress. Um, but the potty training, yeah, that's still a big issue for him. We've got some some good stuff to get to. I didn't think that we were going to start on such a sour note. Since a big thing we're going to talk about is is trying to t- trying to repel some of the negativity that we have. Uh, uh, in our ne- show. so
1: here's part of the negativity. We we talked a little. Kirk's talked a little bit about depression, anxiety, mental illness. I have it. Um, I have the maximum dose. I have the maximum dose of venlafaxine that they'll give you because so I'll you can't go, get a boner. No, I have no. <laughs> so
2: I will tell you this. I will tell you this.
1: I started with Lexapro.
2: That's tough. You can't when you're on Lexapro. It's very difficult to to get a boner. Very very difficult.
1: So there are some people who it works for. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I was left in a cloud. So then I moved on to something called. Uh, Oh shit! I can't remember the name of it. Heroin, it was good stuff. No, no, it wasn't that? <laughs> I'm am scared of that stuff. Uh, oh, it's escaping my mind. So this was good, but it moved to a Xanax. different schedule. It's not. No, I've been on Xanax for something else. Mm. Uh, then it was you uh, and our Zola. you and our
2: guest. You and our you and, you and Big Time Dickerson are going to have a lot in common when he's supposed to when he when he supposedly comes on this podcast. By the way, guys, Dickerson was supposed to be our guest tonight, uh, and uh, he has. Uh, as as which which is surprising, it's totally out of character for Greg um, to miss an appointment, a, a podcast taping. But it's okay; we're efforting to get him on the podcast
1: for Monday or Tuesday of next week. Yeah. So I'm I'm on this Venlafaxine, which does work, but then they also, when my mother passed away, put me on Wellbutrin for 150. Mm. And when I'm not, when for some reason I, I forget to take the Venlafaxine, within mm-hmm. half a day it feels like you're putting battery chargers on my ears and it's really bad. But with the Wellbutrin I found out I'm just in a fog and I'm tired. So I'm back on it for a day and all of a sudden I felt right back up. So I'm probably still feeling the effects of going off and going back on. So clearly what I'm saying
2: is I'm a fucking mess. Which explains why Moroso's words upset you. I mean, Moroso, big-time
1: bully there, bud. Come on. That's not what upsets me. It it is the... What's the term for it? It's it's melancholia. It's ins- no, it's insulting. It's insulting to be insulted by somebody who has IQ points fifty points less than I do. <sighs> he's also low, trying to low key dox you. I think he said something about you know trying to.
2: Uh, oh well, that people who hide behind a veil. He's he's referring to your parody account. They, where I come from, we call them a bitch. I mean, uh, Mark, 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 Mark. Come on, hey, let let me just let me just clue you in on something. If you're gonna have bunny ears and work for Kirk Minahan and let the Twitter backlash affect you and your happiness, you are not long for working with Kirk Manahan. That's just, that's, that's the reality, my friend. You cannot let that affect us. For instance, people hate the drops. You, you, know how many, you know how much feedback that we got saying people didn't like the drops? And you know what I say to them? You know what I say to them? Can you play the fuck you drop? That's what I say to them. Fuck you! That's right. That's right. The drops are staying. Fuck you. Middle fingers in the air. Because at the end of the day, Twitter's Twitter. We appreciate it, but the the reason you know, I'll do my show. You do yours.
1: Oh wait, you don't have one. Um. So
2: uh. And when he
1: he meets his end, like Mark Fidris did at the bottom of uh, a farm instrument that cuts him apart, I'll say.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If if um speaking of farms, if Moroso was in Animal Farm, which character (laughs) would he be?
1: Uh, it would be something, uh, of a pig nature cause he's a
2: oh. p- chop pork chop. Also like, you know, Concilius the donkey might be a good choice too. That might be a good one. Or is it Dominic, the donkey? That's the fucking Christmas song. So we've got, we've got some stuff to get to other than uh big time Dickerson, um, uh, dicking us over here. Uh, and we're just, we're, we're just messing by the way. We understand that you had scheduling conflicts there, Dickerson, even though you said tonight would work. Um, what is he doing? He told me that he had a that he has a last minute baseball game tonight, even though he's the one who originally said can we do Thursday so uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I have a last minute baseball game <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, he doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. So just no. please here's here's what I'll say. Everyone listening, please, please, please don't tell him we're talking shit because we actually would like to get him on the podcast. It would be fun. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it would be appropriate on a show that's called the Minifan Show to talk about talk with somebody who has you know serious struggles with depression, mental illness, and and has been in directly in the world of Minahan. I'd love to talk about behind the scenes shit for him to shit on E. I. Talk about the the Brady fiasco and what they were and were not allowed to say when they interviewed Tom Brady. I want to I want to understand the real impact of Kirk talking to Brady. Uh, there's there's a whole lot of really- really
1: interesting stuff I'd like to get to with Greg. So oh, I would um, love to talk about his time on sports tonight. So because I'm a little older, I used to watch the sports tonight show from about 2003, 2004. Was that to, like the sports reporters, but like a shitty version. It was like a really shitty version of the Kornheiser show, though. Kornheiser and will PTI. Thing. PTI. Yeah. It was like a, they would have like, uh, like Dickerson would sit on one side, like facing like, perpendicular to the camera and Tangway would be the other way. So they'd be like facing each other and you see him from the profile and their guests would be in the middle looking at the camera. It was really, really bizarre, but he would, he would say a, a cr- an incredible amount of stupid things that I found funny. Um, and he would make fun of Felger and then Felger took his job. And then he found his way on the sidelines. But I wanted to know because he used to be a PA announcer. If he knew my, Close personal friend Carl Bean, who I used to work with, and wanted to know if he knew all the uh, peccadillos that I saw, Mister Bean, have. And if, if you don't know who Mister Bean is, he was the former PA announcer for the Boston Red Sox.
2: Mm. What's a
1: peccadillo? Is that sound? That sounds. it like, sounds like a like a like a perverted coyote. It's uh, it means massive amounts of porn on your computer when people are around, and you're the woman who's not your wife, leaving these nasty. Disgusting voicemails where she's having an orgasm so that the woman who takes over that same phone Right after he leaves can hear it. Okay, interesting. Well, this sounds It's an interesting workplace that I I used to work in Yeah, okay. My bag is empty. Mm, My bag is full and you need to reach down my
2: (laughs) At some point we need to get into your stories some of the crazy, uh, perverted stories that you told me about that, that like the place. Like
1: the morning show guy that once came back on and said, Hey, I went in the bathroom and I jerked off because your voice sounds so sexy. Is that <sighs> what somebody said to you? Yeah, he did. He goes, yeah, Peter. I went by the name Peter. And this guy, this guy was like, it was like the family breakfast show. Mm-hmm. And he did this show in Bridgeport. And the guy in Bridgeport, he got like a 20 share. And it was like, ah. That's bread. What a great band. Mm. Let's go up to Flight 600 and Captain Mike. Mm, we come back, Joe Gannum will be on and we're going to interview him. Mm. And so it was like that type of stuff. And then you pick up the phone. <laughs> hey, Peter. Mm. <laughs> you sound
2: nice. What the fuck uh, is wrong with this guy? Mm. Was this hey. Garrison the bartender? Mm.
1: No, and this guy, this guy was like like six to 500 pounds. So I would do my report, you know, Hey, we got heavy backups from like exit 27 down to 24 and Peter Kane. And uh, let's ho- head over to Tim Quinn and the news. And I'd call back 10 minutes later. And he's like, I had to go to the bathroom because I don't know how you sounded. I had to take care of things. Uh John, what are you talking about? <laughs> John, John, uh, did you go in the bathroom and pleasure yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hold on, lover. Ah, that was Ambrosia, isn't that nice?
2: Okay, this is—we are off the rails here. We are—we are completely. Okay, we need—we need a hard—a hard reset. (laughs) We need a hard reset. Um, so, for those of you listening, text not text lines three ninety three seven. You're listening to all sports radio all the time. My name is MHB McKenzie, and I love you. Um, JLB. Our guest, <laughs> our, our our guest today is the ghost of Mike Salk. Uh, we've got uh, we've got DEC here. Um, so DEC, Al Marinato
1: is on the Italian House party <laughs> this Sunday.
2: <laughs> so so
1: DEC, I want to ask you: Are you a fan of Joe Rogan? Uh, I I didn't really listen to him because I thought it was just an MMA show so I started and right now I'm on the Brian Cox episode at least the latest one because okay. that's what I like the only thing I don't like about it is Brian Cox needs a fucking bottle of water because the oh is he a lip smacker yeah it was driving mm. me nuts but yeah yeah. I, depending on who the guest is uh, I see where the I like it it's good the reason I bring that up
2: is that Joe Rogan hasn't responded to Kirk yet Why? and well uh, well, I do know this. I do know that um, a former producer of Kirk's, who will remain unnamed um, but was uh, had a long shelf life for Kirk all of uh, 48 hours, um, <laughs> reached out to the ma- be more general. <laughs> reached out to the manager for Joe Rogan to try and get Joe to come on enough about me. Now the response was something to the extent of, "Well, Joe doesn't really go do it other people's podcasts," and and that was that was about it. Um, it wasn't so much, "No, I don't want to come on enough about me." It was more so, "Well, Joe is he he, and that's true. I haven't seen Rogan on a, on somebody else's podcast. He doesn't really do like a home for home sort of sort of deal."
1: I don't see why he really he, he, he doesn't need, nice. to. Does he need to. He's the king. to. He's the king.
2: Everybody listens to him. He's, he's, he's got you know like fifty million views on everything. Um, so. What I want, though, is for, and I think a lot of people, a lot of our listeners would like Kirk to go on Joe Rogan. I think that would be good. And I think that would be great. I think there's a couple of reasons why I think uh, Kirk to J-R-E, hashtag Kirk, the number two J-R-E, needs to happen. The first is that they're Boston guys. Second, they are both free speech uh, advocates and don't like... Twitter backlash or social media activism as a way to silence and deplatform people. Also, Kirk has been himself deplatformed or in a way deplatformed by big business with the Red Sox, uh, by activism with Bob, uh, and by journalism and unethical journalism with Shirley. Uh, And I think that they'd have a lot in common, especially in regards to the trans athlete debate. There are some on Twitter who have said to me that, uh, that Joe doesn't talk about trans issues, which is, that's the, he talks about it all the time in fact there are memes about joe rogan saying well you know i could listen to cnn or i could just get all my information about trans athletes from joe rogan i mean that's that's a joke
1: on online yeah i just realized i i'm like I heard some of this, and I realized I started also listening to the Ben Shapiro interview because I got tired of the lip smacking. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things both of them talked about: is don't fire these people you don't agree with. It's it's not right to silence people. And and we can see that today with the article that came out. I think it was in the
2: Washington Post. I talked about how Milo Yiannopoulos, who is a Class A loser, I've got no love for Milo. I think he's an he, alt writer, and I and he I don't he, care he, tr- for the he truly is an alt writer. I mean, he's. I think that he he he's come out as an advocate for pedophilia, uh saying that it can be beneficial for young boys to be molested by older men. He's 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 a scumbag. He's a piece of shit. Do I think he should be kicked off Facebook because he's a scumbag piece of shit? No, I'm sorry, well, Far- I don't. Farrakhan
1: and Alex Jones got banned today. Ex- exactly, Who's they were the next?
2: other two. They were the other two. So Alex Jones again. Alex Jones, the the incite the inciting argument to me, doesn't hold water. Um, Because unless I'm going out and directly and instructing my people to go out and, and, and perpetrate violent actions... I don't think that you can make the argument that Milo is inciting people to violence. Even beyond that, I think that their, their argument wasn't about inciting. Their argument was about just the hateful, their, their hateful nature, which is such hateful nature or hateful rhetoric is a very, very abstract term. Open to interpretation. And do we hateful want... to who? Exactly. So, at what point does it change? Now, again, do I agree that Alex Jones and Farrakhan and Milo are scumbag shitheads? I would never listen to them or support them. Absolutely. I Alex don't like Jones any of Jones is those a people. fool. He is. You give
1: him credibility when you come after well, him. You know they got they got, his... they, they got human human pig hybrids.
2: And and, and uh have you ever seen the uh, the the, the build-a bear mines and 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 the L's when you take DMT? The L's the, 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 the world order. That's that's right, yeah, that's right. And and that's where I get my uh, my lizard man uh analogy with John Henry for directly as a as a as a uh, lampooning of Alex Jones's idiocy. Um and again, it, 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 I, so I don't support them, but they should be—they they should not be deplatformed unless they actually directly come out and incite people to go and and do shit that is illegal. The irony of all of this is that you want that 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 folks on on the on the left want to go and tell private businesses that they have to bake cakes for people that they may disagree with. Maybe like I'm thinking of the Christian bakers refusing to mm-hmm. bake cakes for gay people. Again, something I don't agree with. Like fuck you, it's a fucking bakery, bake the fucking cake. But. Liberals are okay when the government steps in in private enterprise in that regard when it comes to civil liberties. But they're not okay when it comes to the civil liberties or the free speech of private platforms on something like Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, or YouTube. So, so there's there, to me, everything about what I believe is about consistency. Right. Like we're either for free speech or against it. You're either for government influencing private businesses or you're against it. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. That doesn't hold water. It's, it's a hypocritical position to take that these people have.
1: There is a podcast they started listening to that's just like it's radio gunk for Alex Jones, where they just go through everything Alex Jones says and debunk everything, which I mean, I mean, it's okay, but you have the platform now, if you don't like somebody, to use your voice to debunk somebody like this. Yep, exactly. And, and that's, the,
2: that's the thing, is that if I disagree with Alex Jones, I can use my free speech to respond to his. Um, so anyway, this is a whole very long way of saying that Kirk would be excellent on Rogan's podcast. Yes. They, they would have a lot in common, a lot to talk about, and we need to make it happen. So I'm putting... Same the, haircut. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, same haircut. Um I'm putting I'm putting the call out to all the menafans fans out there. We need you. What we need to organize is a Project Joe Rogan or hashtag Kirk to JRE Power Hour on Twitter. What we need to do is we need to pick a specific date and a specific time, and we'll we'll figure out the details of this as the days go by. That for an hour straight, every single person will be posting to producer Jamie's Twitter and to Joe Rogan's Twitter and tweeting either videos of Kirk, podcasts of Kirk, clips of Kirk, articles about Kirk, anything or just any general tweet
1: telling, hey, Joe, you need to look at this guy, check this guy out, have him on your show. So I started to make this easy for you guys, not for this purpose, but it's there. If you go to the Minifan show link on YouTube. I've created a Minifan homepage on YouTube just really to put up old Kirk stuff that I thought was really, really funny that I'd like to be able to find quickly or some select Minifan stuff. You can just link to that and throw up, say, the first time Gary Tangway left the studio. The second time Gary Tangway left to the studio. Uh, Stupid shit that Pete said. You could throw that up there and it's right there.
2: I like the one when Kirk freaks out and threatens to leave. That one's my one of my personal favorites. Um, and perhaps we can even organize DC. This might be a better question for you. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we could organize a clip, a, a compilation, uh, as they may say, of the best of Kirk, mm-hmm. where it's just it's you know maybe five minutes, five minute video uh, of just uh, of just Kirk, just all, all his good shit, Sportyard McKenzie. Could be some of the Collins stuff, the Ron Borges stuff, some of the some of his impressions, uh, or some of his best rants. I think that that is something that we could we could use to our advantage. So anyway, stay tuned for that. It's it's the hashtag Kirk to JRE. We actually do. I mean, if we, I think if with the amount of listeners that we have and we influence, I mean, this podcast, guys. By the way, um, thank you to you. I think from myself and DEC, this podcast will eclipse um, one hundred thousand downloads. Since you and I started this podcast, which is a phenom for a podcast that's only been ex- in existence for five months, just and just five months. That's a fucking phenomenal achievement. Yeah,
1: that it, it's beyond I would have been happy with like 500 downloads a week. That's what I was looking. at. I'm like, OK, if we hit 500 downloads, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But when you see like the second day of the last podcast that we had, that's almost as many downloads as the first day of some other ones. It's like. Wow, we hit a nerve with something just because there was a hole. There was a hole that nobody was filling. Correct. And and the amount of DMs I get
2: from people that are important, people that are that are positions and jobs in radio, people that that matter and the amount of people that listen and care about it. That's that's something that I think is really special, and that's a testament to the fact that you guys are uh, are passionate and 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 really want good content and, and aren't going to accept the status quo. Especially, you know, within, and you're going to be loyal to somebody like Kirk uh, when he's not treated correctly by his former employer. And I think we can see that with the sixty percent drop uh, in the, in the ratings. Again, nothing against those guys over there, you know, Mutt and Jerry, uh, you know, whatever they do, their show it's okay, um, but it's not it's not the same.
1: Yeah, because I started thinking about how I don't give a shit about W E E I in the abstract. Like if something that's a big news thing, that's in the wake of the fact that they made some very bad decisions, breaks, that's kind of fun. Like the Ironhead stuff, but overall I don't listen. And every time I go, I want to listen in because I like Curtis. I like Jerry mutts there. I always get disappointed. It's like, I'm looking for something that used to be there. And I'm always surprised when it's not. That whole station is not for me anymore, and I don't you care. You might
2: be listening to something that is entertaining to a
1: guy like Sporty or McKenzie. Um, yeah, we could put that on there if we want to put the best of. We could put that. Uh, how? Maybe I'm jumping ahead here. How the hell did
2: Lombardi go on there? So uh, can I? Can I break some news here?
1: Yeah. Oh God. Do I,
2: Okay. I'll, I'll say it. Fuck it. This is the Mana Fan Show. Um. That was a Sporty R. McKenzie production through and through. And I mean that not in the sense that Kirk doing a character. I mean that in the sense of the Sporty R. McKenzie parody account DM'd Mike Lombardi. <laughs> and Mike Lombardi thought, really truly thought, this this gridiron genius, the guy who can tell you how smart he is. Make me smarter here. <laughs> Thought that Sporty R McKenzie, a guy who says he's Mister X's and O's and the VP of the National Bedwetters Association, was a real podcaster doing a all sports all the time sports podcast, and agreed to, <laughs> and, and agreed to come on the Sporty R McKenzie podcast, and that is how that's the genesis of how Lombardi actually he actually really thought that there was a man out there named Sporty R McKenzie, Mister X's and O's. And went on that podcast expecting to
1: make sporty smarter. <laughs>
2: what? I kid you not. I promise you that is a hundred and fifty percent true.
1: So was the VP of the bedwetting thing? Was that something he had in his Twitter account before Kirk talked about it? No, I don't remember
2: what he had before. Or did Kirk
1: talk about that later?
2: I think. Well, I know that Kirk has 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 made that joke before. Um, I think maybe it was the initial Sporty R. McKenzie segment that he did—the one when he called people over and over and over again. It was—it was just fantastic, lined up guest after guest. So maybe, uh, but I don't think it was on Sporty's bio before. Even still, though, look at that. But fucking Sporty's picture.
1: got the yeah, he's got the picture of Menahan. He knows he had a fight with. Did he? Does he not know who he had a fight with? I don't. I think this speaks to Mike Lombardi that he's never even bothered, the,
2: bothered uh, to Google what Kirk Menahan looks like
1: clearly did any do you think anything like hit his brain when he asked the question tell me an Al David story um do you think that connected at all that
2: was that was the moment for me the moment and it was um what is it schattenfreude is that the german word for when you, you're taking like pleasure in like the um the mm-hmm. awkwardness or the discomfort of others that's exactly the experience of that podcast it was it was like at times b- brilliant and at times like painfully <laughs> funny to listen to it was so awkward, especially you no know, when you're in on the joke when you have that sort of dramatic irony that you know what's going on but Lombardi doesn't. It's just it's it's fucking excellent, and the fact that at at, at one point I think when he brought up Al Davis or he brought up the um, the, the coach dinky. was it yeah and, yeah he oh that's oh dinky. that's what I would say saying a quick quickie dicky. Uh, oh I can't think of anyone. I'm such a big dummy. Uh, that I think was when the jig was up, and and you can hear him get real nervous and he's like when is the when is this airing? He was befuddled. Is this is this is your podcast? It was it was bad. No, it
1: was. This is your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is your interview. So these are the questions you're going to ask me. I hate sort of pretentious douches like that. The guy. How about the question of this is what genius is. Number five, smart. (laughs) Number four. Intelligent, uh, intelligent. Number three, genius. Number two, Bogart's, and Bogart's, by the way, oh, smart. Number one, complicated. Genius. Like he was started repeating. <laughs> it was sort of like a phone call this weekend to Mark James, where things just kept repeating over and over again. I gotta call that guy back. By the way, he keeps fucking blowing up my phone.
2: Um, yeah, it, it was great, great episode. I uh, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I think that will probably do it. And I, I have to say this it's very rare that I will give Entercom props. Props to Entercom for allowing that to, to, to air. <laughs> props. Because, as we know, Lombardi left The Ringer and now is doing his own podcast. I think, what did he call it? GM Special. GM yeah, surprise look, or something like that. that. Whatever the fuck, everyone subscribe to GM surprise on SoundCloud. He's only going to charge you fourteen cents a a, a view for it. Um, and whoever, the, I mean, I don't know anybody that would listen to it. Anybody that would that would want to listen to that verbal
1: diarrhea come out of his mouth, but. To each their own. If you sense, if you tweet something very nice to Mike Lombardi, he will retweet a hundred percent of the time, a hundred percent.
2: But which is, which is, my feelings are a little hurdy wordy. Uh, I, I email or I tweeted at him. I said, "Hey, Mike, just heard you for the first time on Sporty R McKenzie's podcast. Thank you for your insight and for making us smarter." Was wondering <laughs> if you had any more insightful quotes to share. Thanks so much. X O X O M H B. Do you think that was that was? That was a little, do you think I, you think I tricked him?
1: I think that he's on guard today. Maybe not tomorrow.
2: What I like about this as well is that Kirk, it's again, another example of Kirk moving, you know, doing his own thing, creating his own content. Everybody is saying that, why doesn't Kirk bash EI? Why isn't Kirk bashing more W.E.I.? And he did that a little bit, but at the end of the day, I think isn't it, at some point we've all got to move past WEI, right? Like do, do at, at what point we'll do get we get past that? Right, yeah, thank you Curtis. At what point do we look ourselves in the mirror and say like like let's just fucking it's, we're done with it. Let's just move on. Be fans the
1: greatest of greatest revenge that we can to stick the finger right up Don't the do W-E-I's it Dino. Ass. Don't do it
2: Dino. Don't do it.
1: Is to ignore them.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say that the greatest revenge is living well
1: and retirement is underrated. I tithe. <laughs> no, the greatest revenge is ignore them. Make them irrelevant. Make them indifferent. Just ignore them when something. And cool it's almost up.
2: punching down at this point. So th- let's yes. think about this. Let's think about this. This is one show. How many shows are on WEI?
1: Too many. Too many. Are you talking How about podcasts?
2: Yeah, let's do like uh, just any show, not podcasts, but shows on the radio. We've got six to ten, ten to there's, two, there's four. two to there's six, four during the day, and, and then, then there's the nighttime. some syndicated We've
1: got four. ones. All right. Five, five. There's the Gilroy. There's the Gilroy one. So I'll say this. Listen to Gilroy. I agree. I love Gilroy. I'm okay with that. I love Gilroy. Um, uh, and, but I, I do not like Reamer at
2: Night. Anyway, so if we divide... Mm-hmm. We, we know from Turtle Boy that they average 300,000 listeners per month. If we divide that over four shows, and that's being generous. I'm not including weekend shows. That's 75,000 listeners per show. And that's in a month, okay? Our show just started basically four months ago. And in four months, we have amassed 100,000 unique downloads, right? So right. clearly... Our show is actually direct, legitimate competition to uh to to that station, so that that to me, it's almost punching down. It re- it really is. I don't. I I hate to sound like I'm like I'm tooting my own horn here, but I mean, a hundred thousand downloads ain't nothing to shake a stick at. You can no longer ignore us and act like we are just this little two-bit operation.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm sick of them. I I am on the Kirk bandwagon when he said i know the ratings i know they suck i don't want to talk about them anymore it's time to it just cast
2: boring ads. it's like okay i understand it sells i understand that it sells you know that's why the bjbsj guys i mean they talk about it all the time uh and i think iron had talked about this with, with us off the air is that their ratings their ratings blogs always do well right but then they really? also do so much other funny entertaining shit that doesn't get the same number of clicks because, you know, people thrive on that negativity. And, you know, it's it's like I think that at the end of the day, I don't want the podcast, our podcast at least, to be all derivative, like always shitting on EEI. Obviously, we can have fun with it. But if it's just completely just a just a muckraking fest and we're just going to shit on everything EEI all the fucking mm-hmm. time, that's boring. Like, don't you get tired of that at some point?
1: I was thinking today about how do we have our original content that is – just us, that's original to us, tied into this world. And maybe we can do it, maybe we can't, maybe we have to be on Kirk's co- coattails, maybe we, c- we don't have to, but I wanna take it to the next level and how can we be entertaining on our own and stand on our two legs? And I'm just so sick of that station. I think that the other station is boring as shit. Yep. To me, this is like, I'm a big Stern fan and I wanna shit on Amp uh, or the Alt-92.3 in New York because that's where Stern <sighs> was and Correct. they suck now. Yeah. Well, it's it's over. If
2: I don't want to be known as the podcast that only that. Though, here's the thing, I hate when people make the claim, "Oh, those guys are just trolls. All they do is rip on shit." You know, they they and and I don't want to just be known for shitting on things. Bullshit. Right? You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's an easy when somebody levies that charge against you. It's tough to get out of it because it's like, well, yeah, you're right. All I do is criticize things, so it's hey, hey, bang on this. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I don't think this is good radio right now, so we should move on.
1: Um, I, th- I don't think this is good radio right now. We're doing the and you're moving way too fast for me. <laughs> uh, what are you? Uh, wait, Look, I'm well, going. You're going from like one end of the keyboard to the other end of the keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, what y- your thoughts? I mean, do you agree? You disagree? Yes, I want to be able to stand on my own two feet and have the listenership and have people who like the program for the sake of of what we deliver and not just because we're talking about Mutt. And I'm just, I'm tired of it because I haven't listened to the show since November. You know, as I say this with about a a thousand WEI drops, which to me I'm doing because they're It's just funny to me. Yeah, it's funny. we got that that
2: content in the background. So um, do we have... I know that we teased this a little while ago. We teased the idea of the Minifans Got Talent, and you put together a beautiful, gorgeous presentation. Some of the best sound editing in the business, this guy. Put out a great little clip about uh, an open call for people to call in and try and
1: fight for their spot on the show. Do we have any of that? I've got three that I think are pretty good the middle one i don't remember if we did last night do you want to put out a poll
2: and we can say we can call you know we'll name each one and and the the audience can vote on which
1: voicemail was their favorite yes let's do that i'm trying to figure out who so i know they'll have to name themselves i'm sure we'll we'll figure out a name for these okay um i will tell you that the last guy is the same guy who's the ryan james guy who is really stepping up his game? He's I don't funny. understand how Ryan James is now English, but okay. <laughs> so let's uh let's do the first one. This is Chris and Wakefield.
0: Hey, Chris from Wakefield here with a brief message for a friend of the Minifan show, Char Finn. I saw earlier this week he's voted top hundred Twitter followers in sports by Sports Illustrated. How is that possible? The guy gets scooped time after time by BSJ, BSJB. Country ninety three seven. And when important news breaks, he's on sabbatical. It's also mentioned he's voted one of the most popular sports writers in Boston from a two thousand fifteen poll. Congrats! You beat a grand wizard, Pete Abe, and Shank. Hopefully, you'll come on the pod now. See you, Dinks.
2: That was good, short, sweet, to the point. Brought mm-hmm. the energy. Called out Chard Finn. Called out Pete Abe. Called him a grand wizard. I fuck. I, I like it. I like it. I'm gonna grade. I, I'm gonna grade that one a B plus.
1: I don't know if I can grade it. I'm too close to the guy. I'm not. Uh, he's I'm not. Your bi- I'm, I'm bi- He's my bias. But I'd say a B plus. I think that's good. Okay. What do we got next? He, he, I don't remember if I played this one on Mike's show because I really wasn't paying attention when I wasn't talking because it's not my show. But we'll play it anyways. There's a lot. There's only a fraction of our audience who could possibly be listening to Mike, so we'll play uh, it again. Yeah. Very small amount.
0: DEC, listening to An Open Road, which uh, the great Steve from Providence turned me on to, and I listened to the final episode, just because it's the first one that comes up, and it's so bad. Seven minutes into it, Garrison goes, uh, Hey, Ryan, uh, you don't have too many emergencies at work. You work at that YMCA, uh, and you don't have... And I, Apparently, Ryan James is like a medical trainer there, and ryan james goes, oh yeah no one really die around me and then garrison says something along the lines of well i'm sure you won't have emergencies at your ymca (laughs) you're in a good part of town and ryan james just goes yup followed up by garrison going and you know you won't have as many emergencies as the ymca's in you know seedier parts of town and instead of Ryan James going, what are you talking about? Medical <laughs> medical emergencies are pretty much the same, you know, everywhere. Or, you know, just, what are you talking about? Ryan James is just sitting going, yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, what is wrong with these people? Anyways, I thought it was funny. Uh, I know you guys were going to dive into Garrison. I thought that was a pretty <laughs> ridiculous statement, followed by Ryan James just kind of agreeing with him. Like, hello? It doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean... And if it doesn't make sense, it just means, like, people in city or parts of town have, like, diabetes or anything. So I was uh, just calling in to put you guys on the, the, the trail of that, not so much to be on air, but later.
1: Now we know that Ryan James is associated with the YMCA. This stuff writes itself. Yeah, this is... Um it's fun to stay at the YMCA. This was, I think we can call
2: this one, you know, the open road voicemail. Um, And I, I, I thought it was funny. I thought he brought some good insight. Um, It was a little long, I think for my, for my taste, but he seems like a really smart, uh, funny guy um, that I'm sure has got really, really good research skills. So uh, I would, uh, I I do, I did like that one. Um, That was, that was, that was a good, uh, good job by, by him. I'm going to grade that one, a B
1: minus so the last one i have not proofread that's fine or listened to but i looked do it live transcript do it live fucking thing sucks (laughs) so i believe this is from a radio professional okay
0: oh this is this message is from drunk eric curtis this is mark moroso jr calling in (laughs) and i've had just about enough of i had just about enough of you bashing me on twitter I want to let you know you have no clue what goes on down at W E E F, and you never will because you are a parody account who hides behind a veil. (laughs) uh, I'll challenge you to a fight any day if you dare show your face. You stay out of my way with Kirk. You stay out of my way.
2: (laughs) I think number two and number three are the same person, but I don't care. Number three was great. Number three was great. I'm giving that one. I mean, he 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 got the Moroso impression down perfectly. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell the difference. He sounded and it, it, he sounded like it was exactly like something Moroso would say. It was very appropriate. A little bit of slurring the words thrown in there sounded a little bit out of breath, like he almost walked up a, <laughs> a long flight of stairs while carrying a, a bag of Dairy Queen. And uh, I thought
1: it was great, so I'm going to give that one a a minus. Yeah, I would go with an A minus too. And I suspect that if you push quote-unquote mark moroso he could talk with an english accent i think so i mean he is a game of thrones fan uh i wonder
2: how upset he was uh after you couldn't see anything at the battle of uh was it winterfeld or whatever i don't watch that fucking thing
1: uh i think if kirk does not have an agent he needs to get an agent i don't i know that hartford radio and tv personalities have them so it's not like boston's too small but I'm getting concerned that he's getting dicked over there or being put on the back burner when he should not be he needs somebody who can stand up and and take these people who's not him and do the dirty work that is the one thing because he's got he's got me on the case. You're better than uh, you're better than a lot of the investigative reporters at the Globe. But I just it was the Periscope account that really bugged the shit out of me because it was I'm I'm depressed. I'm not feeling good. And I'm finally and I'm to the point where I'm feeling pessimistic about this venture. He needs somebody who can go in who's not named Kirk and rattle those people to get this moving and make him a priority. I mean, you're not
2: going to get somebody else being that honest. Uh, I like that he can be honest with that stuff and we can, we can see it behind the scenes. Uh, I think he should do more periscope to be honest, because, uh, he, like he said, that's the only time that Kirk can really be, uh, uncensored. Uh,
1: I without. think he'd do it if he understood the technology. I don't think he's, he's like 43 going on like 73 when it comes <laughs> to that stuff. I mean, that's where Marosa could be helpful. Sure. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to find Moroso being helpful in much of
2: anything. <laughs> Other than well, like, I mean, other than getting to the bottom of a Tootsie Pop, um, but uh, you know I, I, he could try. I guess is what I what I would say. So stay tuned, stay tuned for all sorts of big announcements coming up. I, I know that that DEC. I know that you've had some experience in the past as a DJ. Yeah. Um, so uh,
1: are you a fan of country music? Country ninety three seven. I was not a fan of country music. Well, you are now, my I friend. Oh, I became a fan of country music when I was involved at a country station. Mm-hmm. So I know my country music. Mm-hmm.
2: Hop along, Callahan. Hop along, Callahan. Coming at you guys live. <laughs> and I'm your host, Moonshiner, MHB, coming at you with the saddle that don't rattle. We're going to have some Chris Stapleton coming up at the top of the hour. You're
1: the wacky side morning sidekick who we send out on the road. I'm the rodeo clown. I'm the rodeo yeah. clown. Hey, MHB is gonna be on the road with the road crew. We got doggone your-
2: it DEC. Doggone it DEC. Have you have you have you gone down to the VFW lately? Did you see Man. did you see Jim Bob? You know what he did to his sister? He put he put where the sun don't shine. Now they're well, gonna have down.
1: A- we're gonna have you jump into a vat of jello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. I think I, I, I heard that Billy Bob he he lost a finger with the fireworks on the fourth of July. It was it was it was insane. You know what? You know what's funny? We grilled it up on the grill, it ate it like a hot dog.
1: <laughs> That's great. We got thirteen in a row coming up right now. Country 93.7. three seven. That's right. Country 93.7, All country, all the time.
2: Uh, so stay tuned for announcements coming up. That's all I got. I'm not sure if there's anything else you want to leave us out with.
1: No, I, I could dick around for a while, but it's time to kind of uh, I don't know. Shut up. I'm kind of I'm kind of good with that. So uh, we'll say. See you later.
0: See you, dinks. Am I sexually attracted to yes. underage boys? <laughs> sexually attracted?
2: Are we really going to end like that? Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So he gets, that, he gets he that
0: pasta in his pants. He doesn't need porn. He's he got pasta. He got <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying it's it such forever. Make pretend. They got to get more shots on net, right? Shots on I net. I disagree. So if they don't win, the night what? series is over. Yes of course you're going to be Bobrovsky in three straight nah, games Pebrowski no standing on his head The series is tonight no, Hold on <laughs> hold, hold the hold the series the Wiggy is tonight Wiggy is our best hockey guy. We yes, know that. He's no a hockey doubt. player. Yep. He grew up I playing agree. hockey. His hockey, hockey, voice. And hockey His hockey videos are better than he any hockey at, talk on uh, either you that, station. You know that championship of 2011? Wiggy has a ring. Yep. What? Wiggy has a ring. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hockey talk, boys. Yep. Claude, Claude gave them to him personally. We're going to explain this accent early on today. <laughs> we got to get to this accent. So I, I think I'm in love with Wiggy's hockey accent, but go ahead.